Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 412, chapter 61, Dead Nettle. After my trip to Severin, I deposited my loot case in my room and made my way to Alvarin's private rooms as quickly as possible. Stapes was not pleased to see me, but he showed me in with the same bustling efficiency as always. Alvarin lay in a sweaty stupor, his bedclothes twisted around him. It was only then I noticed how thin he had grown. His arms and legs were stringy, and his complexion had faded from pale to gray. He glowered at me as I entered the room. Stapes arranged the mayor's covers in a more modest fashion and helped him into a seated position, propping him up with pillows. The mayor endured these ministrations stoically, then said, Thank you, Stapes, in a tone of dismissal. The manservant left slowly, giving me a decidedly uncivil stare. I approached the mayor's bed and brought several items from the pockets of my cloak. I found everything I needed, Your Grace, though not everything I hoped for. How do you feel? He gave me a look that spoke volumes. It took you a damn long time getting back. Cauticus came while you were away. I fought down a wave of anxiety. What happened? He asked me how I was feeling, and I told him the truth. He looked in my eyes and down my throat and asked me if I had thrown up. I told him yes, and that I wanted more medicine and to be left alone. He left and sent some over. I felt a panic rise in me. Did you drink it? If you'd been gone much longer, I would have, and to hell with your fairy stories. He brought another vial from beneath his pillow. I can't see the end of the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. Codicus is a good detective. He checks and says, ah, I can tell by looking in your eyes that you haven't taken it because you aren't high on ophalum. Ophalum? Ophalum. And so, well, if you haven't taken it, maybe you threw up. Did you throw up? And the mayor, thinking quickly, says, yes, I did throw up, so send me some more. But he can tell right away that he didn't take the medicine. Mm. And he's feeling crummy because he's not, he does, he's not high. Doesn't get that sweet, sweet, poppy cloudy sensation of everything being just fine. Mm-hmm. So we think the Codicus has picked up on the fact that the mayor is going through withdrawal at this point. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't right away go, why didn't you take it? He goes, oh, you must have thrown up. Right, right. Also, like the mayor, the way the mayor is described on this page is really like unsettling. He's described as like stringy and gray. Like that's... He's deteriorated very quickly in a very short amount of time, it seems to me. I think, I mean, I, I chalk it up to uh, him not being on the opiates um, because, you know, even if you're not necessarily healthy, if you feel pretty good, you'll seem a lot better. And now that he doesn't feel good, you know, and his stomach is upset, so he's turning pale. And if Quoth is wrong, right, if Quoth is wrong that he is otherwise healthy except that he's being poisoned then the mayor is, A, sick with whatever he was already sick with when Codicus was giving him medicine, and now he's going into withdrawal from the medicine. Uh, so he's, like, double-screwed, and maybe that's why he is so poorly. It, it kind of puts me in the mind of people who are on chemotherapy. Famously, being on chemo is no picnic, and, like, it, it can make you feel worse than the cancer does, but it's going to help you out in the long run, right? But it, but it like sucks to be on it really, really bad. And then like, I think that sometimes what happens is like people who stop doing the chemo start to feel better because they're no longer enduring the, the, the side effects of the chemo, but then the cancer comes back worse than ever. And like, they feel even worse than they did before. What if the thing that the mayor had, had like in another story 
actually been something as bad as that, where the where the cure feels worse than the disease. Quoth would have been screwed. <laughs> like it never <laughs> would have worked. I mean, I kind of think that is maybe what has happened. But then, doesn't the mayor? Isn't the mayor better by later in the book? Yeah, I, I think as a reader, we are supposed to not be sure. And we stay unsure for a long time, especially because the the birds apparently fail to die. So we, the reader, are meant to feel that tension at this time. And that tension is going to mount as well. Yeah, I can't, like, I have a really hard time remembering this section of the book. So I'm totally lost. <laughs> uh, keep an eye on the mayor because he he has behaved rather well so far. But in this chapter in particular, he starts to throw a tantrum. And it's quite funny to me. He behaves like a child. He's like, no, I won't take it. I'm not taking the medicine. It's gross. I hate it. Yeah, he does have that quality of, like, because... He is a privileged, powerful aristocrat who's never, who's always had things his own way, right? He's not used to being told no or being told that he has to do something he doesn't want to do. So of course he throws a little tantrum like a little baby, and he's like he has done mm-hmm. it in, in previous chapters too. But of course, I think in previous scenes he's been restrained by like the bounds of politesse and decorum. But the worse he feels, you know, the more sick he feels the less that's going to matter to him, right? Like when you, you know, when you are feeling shitty, uh, you know, mentally or physically, your tolerance for the amount of bullshit you're willing to put up with uh, goes down dramatically. I also feel that the mayor in general is quite reasonable. I mean, sure, he's used to having his way, but he's not Ambrose. Mm-hmm. He's generally, like you say, quite politic. You know, he he doesn't just bark orders. He's relatively polite about this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he's still an aristocrat who's used to getting his way. Well, he's an aristocrat who's used to getting his way and uh, and is in, like, very uncomfortable circumstances. Precisely. That's a recipe for not funness. Yeah, still no excuse for treating people poorly if you're not feeling well. Oh, yeah, no, totally. If you're having a bad day, don't take it out on your serving staff. Especially if you have serving staff. Well, I mean, like, if you go to a restaurant, that's your serving staff, you know? Like, anybody... Anybody in a uh, in a customer service position is is your serving staff. Speaking of serving serving staff, Stapes. Stapes is throwing a lot of shade at Quoth, as he has been in previous pages. And Nick, while you were absent, we definitely did keep an eye on the relationship between Stapes and the mayor, and how it can be interpreted either as just a close friendship between two guys who are just good friends, and it could also be interpreted as a a romantic relationship and Stapes is now feeling kind of jealous or insecure about his position vis-a-vis the mayor and Quoth, right? Like, cause Quoth is doing a lot of stuff that Stapes probably feels is like his responsibility, his duty and Quoth, like this interloper, this young, handsome interloper is, you know, getting up in his business. And quite reasonably, he has surmised that the mayor is now visibly worse because of whatever Quoth is doing. And the mayor hasn't Mm -hmm. shared what Quoth is doing to him. So I think it is quite reasonable for Stapes to go, since you've shown up, this guy who I love, like a buddy, uh, (laughs) has become, you know, gray and stringy. Whereas before he was, if not hale and healthy, at least hale. But of course, the power dynamic in their relationship as master and servant is such that he can't, certainly not in Quoth's presence, he can't flat out say to the mayor, like, why are you listening to this guy? Like, you don't know him. I think, so there's two things that theoretically could be happening. One is that, like, Stapes feels like Quoth is actively 
like causing negative things to happen to the mayor. Or sorry, Stapes, yeah, Stapes thinks that Quoth is actively causing negative things to happen to the mayor. Or, and that's why he's giving him an evil stare. Or Quoth is maybe extra reading into Stapes's the way Stapes looks at him because he is also a little self-conscious about this thing he has undertaken. Or maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, that could be true. I, I think it's I think Stapes is, is not not holding back. Uh, but I definitely think that Quoth is is self-conscious and is perhaps like made ever more self-conscious by Stapes's uh, throwdown. We got a note regarding the birds that I think is very pertinent. And that is that Stapes might be replacing the birds before anyone notices. Does anyone remember what happens in the book? And if that is... He is. That, it, it turns out that is why the birds do not apparently die, is that Stapes is, is replacing them because he doesn't want you know dead things hanging around in his, um, shall we say, partner's room while he's... Uh... You know, and, and it, as this is explicit. This is this is the solution to the conundrum of why they fail to die. And when they unearth this, they have proven that the, there's poison in the uh, in the, the stuff. Although, you know, if you gave like medicine, like actual helpful medicine to a small animal, it would probably make it sick. I mean, if I had some kind of I don't know, if I like gave Tylenol to a hummingbird, it would probably not do too well. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Brothfist does a really good job of keeping us guessing as to what's actually going on in this subplot of is the mayor being poisoned by Codicus? And if not, what's really going on? I think he does a great job of having events unfold so that we think that one thing is happening and then having something throw a monkey wrench in that that makes us doubt everything and then swinging us back, you know, he and to the point where like we're just always kept guessing. We're never quite sure what's going on. And I, I admire that a lot in a storyteller. Very well. I have no further notes. Do we have any questions from the chat we want to talk about? A couple of good points made by SNC and one unrelated to the book question that I'm sure you will enjoy. Lay it on us. (laughs) Which superhero billionaire would you guillotine? Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark? (laughs) Oh, Tony Stark. Yes. Okay, good. I'm so glad you said that. That's also how I feel. (laughs) Oh, because Batman's good. Batman was never an arms dealer. I mean, fair. I think there are also maybe some issues with Batman. They're just Batman not Batman never bad. tried to throw half the Justice League in jail for being superheroes. But uh, Bruce Wayne also failed to, you know, he's spending an awful lot of money on deciding to become an extra judi- judicial force when he could be using that money for social improvement. He does use that money for social improvement. In the comics, he's constantly like spending billions of dollars building like schools and hospitals and like youth programs and shit. He does spend the yeah but that's whatever's left over that's whatever's left over after his batman this stuff you know what i'm gonna go off on a rant about how batman hashtag did nothing wrong in our may no no defund the batman jeremy defund the batman the gotham police are famously (laughs) corrupt they don't solve any crimes they're in the pocket